This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. The views expressed by guests on this program do not necessarily represent the views of the host or owners of the Doggy Diva Show and do not necessarily constitute endorsement of products. Medical information discussed by guests on this program are those of the guests and is only for informational purposes and should not replace medical advice by your local veterinarian professional. Hi, this is Susan Marie from the Doggy Diva Show. This week, what does your dog's nose tell you about its health and introducing a new pup into your family? That's what's on our show this week. Let's get started. Hey, did you hear that? What is that? It's the bark heard round the world. The Doggy Diva Show. Here's national award-winning author and animal advocate, Susan Marie. Hi, welcome to the Doggy Diva Show, the show for animal lovers. I'm your host, Susan Marie, and as always, I'm joined by my canine co-hosts, the Doggy Divas themselves. Thank you for joining us today as we bring the experts in the pet and animal world right to you. Contact us at thedoggydiva.com. That's the D-O-G-G-Y-D-I-V-A dot com. We love hearing from you. So go grab a cup of coffee and your pet's favorite treat, and we'll be back in just a moment. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. I'm with Monica Layton, president of Professional Pet Sitting. And Monica, I have a question. I have one of my pack always has a crusty nose, my little chewini. Why is my dog's nose, and I'm sure a lot of pet parents out there have the same question, oh, he's crusty. (laughs) Yes. So some of our dogs just have this naturally crusty nose. And we're not talking about um, stuff coming out of the nose, not an illness issue. We are talking about the top part of the nose and it can extend down the side. Um, It's not like in the folds of the nostril, it's right along the top edge. It gets rough. It can kind of break up and look like pebbly looking, uh, you know, just a crunchy, hard, rough exterior. So most dogs experience a mild dry nose at times. Things can kind of go into the aspects of having a dry nose. Um, weather changes. Notice when it goes from really hot to really cold, um, like a large temperature drop or a temperature increase um, can cause the dog's nose to dry out more. 
dogs that have allergies are more prone to getting that dryness. Dehydration can sometimes be a factor in that sometimes and certain medical conditions. But generally, you have a more predispositioned set of breeds that kind of go into the large majority of the dogs that factor into this problem. So like our flat face breeds, um, some of our extremely small breeds, and then on the other scale, some of the extremely large breeds, and then a large majority of our heavier bodied and our heavier boned breeds are very often plagued with this issue. And among the most, most common are bulldogs, our French bulldogs, our pugs, boxers, mastiffs, bull mastiffs, um, American bulldogs, German shepherds, collies, poodles, Pekingese, Pomeranians, and Japanese chins. Those are the top, top group for this problem. So what this is, is it's called nasal hyperkeratosis. And it's an idiopathic condition. And what that means is that the origin or the cause of the condition is truly unknown. It's just an excessive formulation of nose crust, which is keratin. And the type of protein just tends to overgrow. So what can you do at this point? So as the pet ages, as it increases, of course, the area is going to get larger and larger and larger. So the main thing is, is putting in the work to really head, head it off and then keeping up with it. So, of course, keeping the nose clean. A lot of those flat-faced breeds, whenever they eat, and like the tongues and things like that, it's going all over. So they're getting excessive food, excessive tongue licks, things like that up in that nose area. So keeping it clean um, for example, with my pug, she gets this problem she has from day one as a puppy, but I would always just take a baby wipe once to twice a week and just really like, usually what I'll do is I'll, um, like bunch up the wipe in a little ball, just with a little baby wipe or like a warm sponge with water, um, warm water. And I just kind of let it sit on the nose, not covering her nose, just kind of putting it with my two fingertips, um, on the top of her nose for about 10, 20 seconds just to let it soften up just a little teeny bit. And then when you wipe, you'll see most of that stuff flakes off like if, if it was hard dirt. But because it is stuck on the nose, it can irritate if you're cleaning it too hardly um, or if it's really stuck on there or it's been on there for a period of time. So if you have a pet that has that crusty nose that's been going on for a while, you really want to work on softening that before you can really start to getting some of those layers to come off. So moisturizing that is key. So things like your pet safe, um, like your shave butters, your coconut oils, olive oils, um, on a little cotton swab or dab, just moistening those layers um, with that, the, you know, it'll absorb the oil and that deep moisturizing will finally you kind of start making a dent at those heavy duty <laughs> crusties <laughs> that are there and start breaking them down to where they can start flaking off and being wiped away. So the main thing recommending to people, especially ones that have issue going on for a while, they make, you can get them on Amazon, um, a lot of different pet stores, grooming places all over. 
they have uh, what they're called as nose bombs mm-hmm. for the pets. That's what I have. Yeah. So there's a lot of them out there, but it's generally just deep moisturizing. So if you don't want to go through getting a specialized one, like I said, things like shea butter, coconut oil, olive oil, all fine to use. Just, of course, use in moderation. You don't want it going all over outside the area. Um, you don't want to have excessive oils in the skin. Just dab it on a small little cotton swab or um, applicator just to get it on that nose area. And then, you know, make sure you're keeping it clean. Um, so, you know, letting it kind of moisturize in there and sit for a little while. And then you know, even once, twice a day when you have all that ex- excessive buildup just to get it really moisturized. And then maybe once a day cleaning off as much as you can or flaking off as much as you can in small little amounts in small periods of time. Your dog's not going to want to sit there for a large amount of time for you to really, really be messing with it. So keeping it, softening it up and keeping it moisturized to start getting it off, you'll slowly after a couple of weeks start to get down to a normal moisturized looking nose. So all those cracks and stuff like that should really decrease over time. So the more you, the more you're moisturizing it and getting it to start flaking off, the quicker it's going to subside. It's just putting that time into really working on it. Um, I wouldn't suggest doing more than two to three times a day in short little spurts. You know what I mean? Just a little dab on the nose, a couple of doots, you know what I mean? Real quick and getting your dog comfortable with that. That way you're not getting, you know what I mean? A lot of hesitation when you're trying to do it, but slowly over time, that'll stop moistening it up. And then if you keep up that routine, once it's nice and clean, once a week going over with a baby wipe, and if it's excessively dry to where you need more than just the wipe, keeping it clean, um, adding on the little bit of coconut oil or olive oil or shea butter, um, just watch with our fragrances, stuff like that. You want to have a pet safe, fragrance free, all of that good stuff. So don't, you know, just use whatever brand of lotion you got at home that's scented on there because our pets are going to be licking it. I mean, they're going to be rubbing it. You don't want anything getting into the eye that can irritate, you know, if they start rubbing it off. So just very small amounts, frequently soften that up and the, the nose will start looking better. Awesome. Very, very helpful, especially for uh, those of us who's who have those pups with a little bit of a short nose or... I call, and it's not all the time, but she gets them. I call, she gets little barnacles on her nose. So we have to like take care of them and get them off. But you're right. The keeping it clean and moisturizing is so, 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 so important. So Monica, as always, I thank you. This is a great, great, great tip. Oh, thank you. Have a great week. You too. We'll be back in just a moment. Hello, everyone. Susan Marie here to tell you about the award-winning three-book series, The Doggy Diva Diaries. It is a trilogy of heartwarming and inspirational stories about Miss Olive, a lonely little rescue pup, hoping to find her forever family and friends and a life filled with love. In this series, Miss Olive learns that it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside, it's the kindness and love you have on the inside that counts. Available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other online booksellers, And please visit us at thedoggydiva.com for more information. Thank you, everyone. Coming up, planning to add a furry friend to your family? Some things to think about. That's next. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. 
Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. As a new pet parent myself of a senior rescue pup, I understand the importance of having a plan in place before introducing a new pup into your family. And with us today to share helpful advice for those looking to add a furry friend to your family is Kim Gamblin, Chief Marketing Officer at Bill Jack Foods. Hey, Kim, how are you? Hi, I'm good, Sue. Um, How are you? I am doing well, thank you. We have our new little family member here sitting next to me in the studio. Very uh, sweet, mm-hmm. Miss Fawn. So, Fawn, this is Kim. Kim, this is Fawn. And she's... Hi, Fawn. Congratulations <laughs> on your new addition. <laughs> she's like looking up and going, oh, this is exciting. <laughs> my she's adorable. Show. Yeah. Oh, she And she looks just like Francesca. It's like really, really interesting. People, when I post their pictures on Facebook, they go, is that Francesca? Oh, no, it's Fawn. And so it's been, it's kind of like a funny, funny thing. But she's a very sweet girl. And what I guess to segue into this, we kind of had a plan in place before we did this. We actually had talked to the rescue um, months ago when Olive was still with us. And we they asked mm-hmm. if we would ever consider like fostering or adopting. We said, yeah. So it all, not, never thinking Olive would pass, this all transpired, but we had a plan in place before. So what is the importance, Kim, of having a plan in p- place before introducing a new pup into uh, the furry, your furry family? Well, you know, it's really funny because, you know, you get so excited about having a new, you know, a new member of your family, a new part of the clan, you know, to come into the house. But, you know, a little bit of preparation can really go a long way and it'll make that introduction a lot smoother, you know, because everybody is going to have feelings about, you know, having a new pet in the family, right? Including maybe your current dog Mm -hmm. or your current cat that you may have in the house. So it's important to kind of think about that and help to make that transition a little bit smoother. You know, it normally takes at least a few weeks typically for a dog to kind of settle into a house. So, you know, so again, you're just trying to make that transition as smooth as you can and as easy on everybody as possible. Can you share like a few tips that we could keep in mind as pet parents uh, when bringing a new pup home? We know I always say it's really important to first start with the personality of the dog that you're, that you're adopting, that you're bringing home. So that's really important because you want to understand kind of, are they a shy dog? You know, are they excited? Are they, you know, are they going to just want to go meet everybody in your family and, and including the other pets in your family? Um, or, you know, how are they going to feel? Because just understanding kind of how their personality is will help you kind of look for like different things that may tell you 
because they're a little upset or they're a little concerned as they meet all the rest of the family. So it's important to kind of know that that base kind of personality. And, you know, it's also very important to be patient. Yes. You know, um, <laughs> you know it, may, it may not happen right away, right? They may not just love each other right away. It might take a little bit of time to develop some of that chemistry. So you have to just be patient and, and don't try to force it. Um, it'll, have, it'll come along naturally and you just want to give it time to unwind and, un, and develop kind of as, as they all kind of meet each other and get to know each other. Um, so those are two kind of key things to kind of start with. Um, you know, I always say I think it's best to meet outside on a leash if mm-hmm. you can. Um, it feels like outside is a little more neutral than maybe being in the house. Uh, and so that can kind of give everybody a little bit of time to like, you know, you've got control of, you know, whatever dogs might be in the house with you now. Uh, and then your new dog, um, you know, then you can have them on a leash as well so that hopefully you can, you know, uh, remove one of them from the situation or at least control the situation a little bit better. And you know, that's how, how so important. How did you introduce everybody? Uh, we did it all outside, like right outside mm-hmm. in the driveway. And mm-hmm. as she, uh, Fawn had just come from a situation where she had lived with the family for 11 years. And unfortunately, they were put into assisted living that wouldn't allow pets. So she, everything happened really fast for her. And of course, you know, everything happened really fast with Olive, you know, Mm -hmm. with her passing. So we were both kind of grieving and she kind of like was very shy and didn't understand what was going on. And I was very fortunate. Coco and her hit it off right from the start. Uh, Fawn's 11 and Coco is uh, nine. So they're in that kind of same age group and they've, they kind of hit it off and Coco kind of took her under her wing. Of course, Francesca's almost 17. So she kind of looks at them as like, what are you doing? But (laughs) it was, we, and then we ultimately brought her in and she was very, very good. We showed her where her little, each of them has a little spot in the house. We showed them where Mm -hmm. her little spot was. She went and she lay down. We actually got a bed from where she was from so that that was the she had the scent she knew that was her bed we let her sleep in that for probably two or three days yeah then we like moved a new bed in so she had like two beds next to each other till she ultimately went in the new bed so it but think that's why it's so important kim to meet on neutral ground that's such an important point that you brought up and then introduce them into the household and then they kind of find introduce them to their spot so they know they have a spot so that Coco or your other dogs aren't going, whoa, 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 no, that's my bed. So, right. well, yeah, this is my so bowl. That's yeah. so critical. They, they really need to have their own spot and feel like they have their own place. And, you know, you, you may, you know they may have a crate maybe that they yes. have that's theirs particularly mm-hmm. or a bed, like you said. Um, you certainly want to make sure they have their own food bowl. Yes. You know, to be able to have their own food and their own water. So, again, you know, you're not upsetting kind of the, hey, that's mine kind yes. of thing. Um, I also, you know, it's also important, like when you do bring them in the house, you may want to put away some of the old toys and some of the old shoes. Oh, um, yeah. So that there's not, you know, so there's not kind of that whole like, well, wait, that's my toy. And so, you know, being able to have a few extra new toys for everybody um, can also be helpful to kind of you know, break some of the ice and make sure that they have their own things without, again, feeling like, hey, that's mine. So, so I think that separate spaces, that's really, really critical to being able to kind of get everybody used to each other in the household and give them a break to like, you know, maybe if things are getting heated, you know, you want to be able to take them to another place and let them be in another room so that they can have some quiet and not be, you know, aggravated by whatever is going on, you know, and so it's, it's very important to be able to do those things. And, you know, you, you know, for a while you may have to watch them all together. Yes. 
you know, because, you know, if they, if they don't get along immediately or if they're still kind of, um, you know, getting kind of that hierarchy, right, of kind of who's going to be leading us and who's kind of going to be the alpha in this family, um, you may need a little bit of time to, like, have them be separate when you're not home just to make sure that everybody's okay. No, that's important, too. And as far as the crate, she had, like I said, she was 11. She lived with this fa- uh, family who obviously ha- she had never been crate trained. The person mm-hmm. who took her overnight to from the family to give to the rescue said, I put her in a crate, and she, I guess, had like a, she was very upset. So thank goodness Coco, I trained Coco from the start when I got her, I got Coco, Mm -hmm. I adopted her as a puppy and she's totally crate trained. That's, I feed her and everything happens in that corner of the room where her crate is, all her Mm -hmm. toys are there. So that's her thing. So you're right. It's very important. If you can get them crate trained, crate train them. But if not, I always find it important to have a certain spot in the house for them. And it is very important, Kim, that you have all neutral toys so they're introduced Mm -hmm. so that nobody like goes, no, 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 you can't have that. That's my toy. So everyone has like neutral toys and or and neutral things. So that's really important. Yeah, I think that I think that's really important too. And then you, if you have cats in your family uh, that you're also trying to introduce your new dog to, then you know you want to make sure that you know it's not always easy to bring them outside. Some cats are leash trained, so you mm-hmm. never know. Um, but but I think you know it's best for them to meet again in a controlled situation yes. um, where the dog is on a leash and the cat is free to roam. You know, maybe there's a room, you, you know, that or you like go to where they're both or in something. there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because you don't again, you don't want to make them you know, uh, you know, have to meet each other. They'll, they'll find the time, you know, just spend some time in there with the dog on the leash. Even if you're just sitting there, you might watch TV mm-hmm. while the cat comes in and kind of investigates what's going on. Um, you know, again, you know, cats have, you know, different personalities, so they might have a different um, curiosity level, you know, how fast they get to, to learn to the dog. But you also don't want the dog to chase the cat. So that would be very, you know, negative yes. behavior, right, to start with. So that's why you want to have the dog on a leash if you can until the cat kind of gets used to the dog and they kind of get to know each other. And, again, it's going to take some multiple meeting times. You know, you don't have to have long sessions. You could keep everything very brief. Um, you know, it's just, again, it's just going to take some time, be patient. And, you know, and, again, that chemistry will develop typically over time, right? So that's usually how that happens. Yeah, because you can't force it. That's it, that, No. That's, you're so right on that. Now, health is so important in, um, in not only bringing in new, keeping your dog healthy and happy. What are some of your preferred uh, dog foods, some of your preferred treats that, um, that help keep dogs both healthy and happy? Yeah, we, I, you know, we always talk about this. It's, you know, food is really the basis. That nutrition that you give your dog is really the basis of their health. And so it's really the foundation. So being able to feed your dog a high-quality food that's appropriate for their, you know, for their age, for their size, um, you know, for their weight level is really very important. And, you know, and being able to have a, a food that has a lot of protein in it, you know, so it has the right amount of protein for the kind of dog you have is really important. So, you know, at Bill Jack, we use 25 pounds of fresh chicken to make a 30-pound bag of our, like, a, our puppy foods and our adult foods, for example, um, so that's really important to kind of get that high quality fresh chicken in there, cook it very gently to be able to protect the amino acids. Um, and then, you know, it's also really important to feed them healthy treats. And so uh, I know that we uh, also use, you know, we use uh, fresh chicken liver in our treats. Um, dogs, <laughs> dogs go crazy for that fresh chicken liver and, and, you know, it adds protein also to their diet. Um, and then, you know, we just recently launched a couple of new treats. 
Uh, they're called uh, BoJack Smart Jacks treats. And uh, we thought it would be kind of fun to add some additional benefits. You know, our treats are great. They're healthy. They have, they're a good source of protein. Um, but, you know, we really felt like, hey, you know, what if we took them kind of to the next level and added a few more goodies? So, um, so we have two different kinds. We have one that's digestive support that's made with oatmeal and blueberries. And uh, it helps uh, support um, sensitive stomachs, right, and uh, a healthy digestion. And, and then we also have another one called uh, Smart Jack Skin and Coat Support, uh, and that has a guaranteed amount of linoleic acid to help nourish and replenish skin and coat. So, um, so we wanted to just kind of um, take these treats um, more a little more functional and just have kind of a treats with benefits <laughs> kind of a thing. That's awesome, treats with benefits. Actually, Kim, I just want you to know that um, for those of you out there, I have been, um, well, not myself, my divas, have been writing um, for, oh, God, about 15 years we do Diva Delights and we introduced Miss <laughs> Olive's favorite things years ago, but we are going to keep Miss Olive's favorite things and her sisters are taking over because they know the things that Olive loved. And of course, you know that I always, when I'm in the studio, I have a little, in fact, Chuck and I are looking at the bag right now, the little Jack's, um, the training trees, because that's, I are fawns on them. So she, uh, mm-hmm. she loves them. The dogs love them. Keep them everybody's happy, they're yummy, they're easy to put, uh, keep in my purse, but I can't wait. And what we're featuring, and we're calling them smart treats, are the new, the smart jacks. I think that's so exciting because you may have one with a little bit of tummy trouble. What a great way to get them to eat these great treats with benefits. And then you may have one that you want to have a nice shiny coat and that's, they need a little bit more of that linoleic acid. And what a great that's so important to their um, their nourishment and their health, and that's why I believe that Bill Jack treats are really, really good uh, and beneficial. As we said, they're treats with benefits. Yeah, well, and we get and we get a lot of really great feedback, and you know, um, you know, you could use these treats just as you know, just as rewards or, mm-hmm. or just regular treats that you give your dog. But you know, they're also the soft treats that we they're just like the soft treats all the soft treats that we make mm-hmm. so you also can break them apart and use them for training yeah so you know so they're really very versatile in terms of how you can use them and you know so if you want to use them for training you can use them for that or if you, you want to just you know give them as a healthy treat you can do that and you know what the best part about it is you don't have to tell your dog that they're healthy no they won't know they taste great no. <laughs> And the little packages that are in look really, they're really cool. The got like blueberries and oatmeal. It looks, it's, they're really cool little packaging that you guys did. You, you changed it up and everything looks really great. looks yummy. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. Like I know a lot of our, a lot of our treats all have like a different colored background for each kind of um, formula treat that we have, but we, uh, we went white with these too. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's, kind of, it's been kind of fun uh, designing the package. That's half the fun for us. Um, you know, not just kind of, coming up with things that can help support the health of, of uh, dogs out there, but also, you know, to have some fun with the packaging as well. So oh, you guys celebrate those it. dogs. We yes. want to celebrate them on the package. Yes, they look great. And the dogs are adorable too. They're very, uh, they, <laughs> they look very healthy with their yummy treats. So, oh, that's so good. So congratulations on that. Now, where can the listeners go to learn about you, learn about Bill Jack? Uh, you're, you're out there on social media. You have a great website. I love your newsletter. Can you tell us all about that? Yeah, you know, we're out there on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Pinterest. But, you know, I always say start at our, our website at BillJack.com. It's B-I-L-J-A-C.com. 
Uh, it's a great place. We have a store locator there, so you can find a store near you. Um, or, you know, maybe if you're looking for dry food or frozen food or treats. Um, we also have a, a great parent section that has uh, our blog out there. We have over, like, 350 stories out there of just, you know, some of them are nutrition articles, but not everything. You know, some of them are things like we've been talking about today about how to introduce a new puppy to your home um, and your other dogs or your cats. Um, we also have fun articles out there just about, you know, um, should your dog sleep with you in bed? Um, you know, do, how does your dog see color? You know, lots of different kind of things to be able to learn about your dog and just be a little bit more um, dog versatile um, out there. And then we have a best friends club, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. that is uh, on the pet parent um, area. And you can join there. And we do send out a monthly newsletter with like three or four articles and information that we're talking about that month. And then we also include uh, an opportunity to get some coupons. So you can also sign up for a coupon and we'll be able to mail that to you. And you can also do some saving on our dry food and our treats. So lots of um, fun things to do out on the website. And we can help you pick the food out even. like that. We have a, even like a little set of questions that can help you if you don't know what kind of food maybe to be feeding your dog. And, of course, you can always call us on our 1-800 number and talk to us too because we're happy to be able to help you and help recommend some foods and treats for you that are appropriate for your dog. I absolutely love it. And I love getting the information. Also, these treats, very excited about them. And so uh, are my little uh, divas here. They're all ready to, this will be out in the September, October issue of uh, Suncoast Pet Magazine. So um, yeah, yeah, and the treat and the treats are out now, and they're available at PetSmart. So right now, PetSmart's the place to get them. Oh, and when you walk by and you see the packaging, you're just gonna like, oh wow, these are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so Kim, as always, thank you so much for being our guest today and for sharing such valuable advice on introducing a new pup into our families. Make sure all our furry friends are happy and healthy. And thank you so much for these tips. They're always so helpful. Yes, and congratulations on Vaughn. Please give her a big hug for me. I will. Thank you so, so much. And we will be back. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. We would like to thank our guests this week. And also, as our doggy divas always say, please love your pets because they love you unconditionally. And please remember to adopt, foster, spay, neuter, and microchip. And as always, please have a great diva week, everyone. That's all for this episode of The Doggy Diva Show. To find out more, go to our website, thedoggydiva.com. Also, find us on our Facebook page, The Doggy Diva Show and tell your fellow dog lovers about it. Don't miss Susan Marie, Miss Olive, and the Doggy Divas right here for the next episode. See you again soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.